Season 4, Episode 6 of the Potter Discussion. I am your host, Oscar, and here on the Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little Easter eggs you might have missed, and you probably did. Today, I have a theory that will blow your mind for sure. Dumbledore is a very complicated man, and today I will be revealing why the first book in the Harry Potter series was actually all part of Dumbledore's plan. It may sound crazy, but virtually everything that happened was influenced by Dumbledore. You'll find out what I mean by that in a second. But before we get started, I do want to make the announcement that we have the Potter Discussion newsletter available to you. And if you sign up, you will get my ultimate guide to a perfect Harry Potter marathon. I will um, I include two of my favorite Easter eggs from every movie, and you can watch Harry Potter with that. It you it will keep you on your toes, just make your listening experience a little bit better. That's something you should definitely go and check out. So I will put a link in the show notes below if you just want to click on that, enter your first name and email, and then you are in. You get the guide, you join the newsletter, which will give you monthly insights and behind-the-scenes content on the best theories of that month. So it's going to be a blast, and I hope you will join that in the link in the show notes below. But let's get into the theory. Dumbledore's plan. Albus Dumbledore, quite frankly, is a total genius. He is so driven, it seems as if it is impossible for him to be defeated. Which is odd, because although Dumbledore did win in the end, it took a lot of loss and failure to get there. Or so it seemed. It just doesn't seem right for a man like Dumbledore to make an elaborate scheme only to have it be unsuccessful. But what if it was actually all part of the bigger plan Dumbledore had? He had so many layers to his eventual goal. How could part of his plan be, well, death? Not only for himself, but for so many others, including Harry. And that, in turn, brings up the question, what was the goal of Dumbledore? What was his plan? That is the question I will answer today. Let's start by looking at the first book's events for Harry, and how awfully convenient they really were. Harry's first exposure to magic came from the one and only Rubius Hagrid. Hagrid went on to help Harry through the hardest moments of his life. Hagrid also stayed very loyal to Harry from the start. Then, Harry met the Weasleys. The Weasleys were Harry's second family, and they protected Harry until the very end. Some of the Weasleys died to protect Harry. The chain of events was just way too convenient for my acceptance. Dumbledore is the kind of person to study a menu for an hour before getting what he always does. He creates his outs before he tries to get in. So for him to harbor an invaluable magical item without some form of trick or test up his sleeve, I don't buy it. 
There were so many little things that helped Harry so much. Just to name a few, meeting the Weasleys, meeting Hagrid, and getting the invisibility cloak. You may be thinking, Dumbledore had nothing to do with any of those things. But that's not correct. However, we might have to connect a few dots to make it so. To start with the invisibility cloak, we do know. That is what Dumbledore gave Harry on Christmas. He says so while he and Harry are talking in the hospital wing after the defeat of Voldemort and Quirrell. Next, we have Harry meeting the Weasleys. That is a little more confusing, as it seems as if the Weasleys were just at the right place at the right time. But if we break down how it happened, something just doesn't add up. Molly Weasley says the line, Packed with muggles, of course. Why? And I know she might have just been thinking out loud, but to say that with muggles everywhere and Harry in earshot? I mean, not to mention, the Weasleys are very friendly with Dumbledore. If he was, if Dumbledore, I mean, was planning a method of success, getting the Weasleys to participate would be easy. We also see the Weasleys being very kind to Harry throughout the whole story. Now, we have Hagrid. Hagrid is a really good person. So if Dumbledore was planning Hagrid to meet Harry, sending him to get Harry is a brilliant way to do it. Dumbledore wouldn't have to explain a thing, and Hagrid wouldn't ask any questions even if he could. From an early stage, Dumbledore is putting good people in Harry's path, so Harry himself can know what a good wizard is. And keep in mind, Dumbledore had the Great Prophecy before Harry was even born. Dumbledore, in true Dumbledore fashion, started to make Harry's life before it even started. Well, there you have it. That is the wonderful theory for today. And one of the key points to this theory that stood out to me was how much information there is to reap without even thinking about it. And the most prominent example of this is the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry and his friends finding it. I found that so interesting because how could a group of first years get past all the teacher's tests and Dumbledore's, like, it, it just, like, seems so outlandish. And my first thought upon reaching that part of the book was... Well, of course, it might not just be geared towards the first year, so they just might break it down so it's so simple, but that means that they just have so little pieces to move around and get past the obstacles. But even that, I was thinking to myself, still, there were some obstacles that would take a very experienced wizard to get past. And we see the trio get past... Every single obstacle, of course, Harry, uh, not Harry, Ron and Hermione do fall out um, along the way. But Harry still makes it all the way through and then eventually finds Quirrell by the mirror of Erised. And this is just, in my opinion, I think that is exactly what Dumbledore planned it to be. Because he knew that no one inside of Hogwarts would try to steal it except for Quirrell. Because, of course, he knew that Quirrell was Voldemort. But because Harry was 
still being tested by Dumbledore. I think Dumbledore planted the seeds that allowed Harry and his friends to find the stone. And I think that because um, Harry said a line in the book that said, uh, I can't exactly remember, but it was something about Dumbledore not really defending the stone against him, just teaching them enough so he, so Harry knew how to get past. And I think that's true. Another thing that was kind of similar to this situation was about Harry's broom. I'm sure that Dumbledore knew exactly what was happening, but he didn't do anything. And maybe that's why he wanted Harry to just stay on his broom and see what happened. Because when Harry actually fell off his broom in the third book, we see Dumbledore cast that spell. He goes, spell. Don't know the name. He goes, he cast the spell and Harry is fine. And well, he's aching all over, of course, but still. He fell from, like, a thousand feet, whatever. But Dumbledore could have just gone him off in a second, in a snap. But he didn't. That's probably because he wanted Harry to figure out a way out of that situation on his own. And leaving Harry on his broom was the perfect way to do that. It's like a situation where Harry was plopped in the middle of an angry pack of wolves. And Dumbledore could have gotten him out by just picking him back up. But he didn't, because he wanted Harry to figure out a way by himself. And that's like, if you really think about it, that is so Dumbledore. Dumbledore is all about those tests and plans and making sure everything falls into place before, like, the essential person is even born. So allowing Harry to go through all of those, like, traumatic things is just something that was all in his plan. And that's something that I just think is so awesome. Not like Harry in danger, but Dumbledore thinking years and years ahead of where his plan started. Another interesting little fact about this is I feel like really dissecting the entire book. Of course, I didn't go through the whole thing, but just the ones that were on the top of those situations where Dumbledore could have easily intervened, I feel like we could see exactly how many times Dumbledore, and I'm using air quotes, helped Harry. And one of the most prominent, which is I included in the theory, was giving Harry the invisibility cloak. And... Of course, everyone just thought that he was just a crazy old man giving uh, his father's cloak to the son. And I always thought it was just like sentimental and Harry's parents were dead and Dumbledore would have helped Harry out. But I mean, we saw how much Harry used that cloak and throughout the whole series, how much it actually helped him. So for Dumbledore not to foresee that and still give Harry the cloak, he must have had a future purpose in mind. And I'm just thinking about all the situations where Harry and Dumbledore were together and Harry had the invisibility cloak, namely when Dumbledore was supposed to die. That was, like, plan 101. That's exactly what Dumbledore was wanting to do. And that's just so crazy that Dumbledore was willing to sacrifice so, so much just 
for the greater good. And I hate to bring Grindelwald into this, but I think that is literally what he had in mind for the whole time. Just creating a better world for the people who can't fend for themselves. That's just, like, so Dumbledore. I think he, Dumbledore probably has it, like, written on the wall or something. But that's just so Dumbledore of him, and that's why he made all those sacrifices. And that's why he so carefully picked out Harry and not Neville, because I'm pretty sure he knew that Neville would be not, like, as skilled as Harry at magic. And even not in the first book. I mean, looking at all of the books, it's just a strange pattern of Dumbledore, air quotes again, helping Harry just so much that leads to Harry figuring out the like magical detail that just helps him through the whole way. And that's something that cannot be overlooked of how much Dumbledore fabricated these horrendously dangerous situations for Harry to go through just so Dumbledore could figure out if Harry, if he Harry, was the right man for the job. And that is something that is just so mind-blowing and such a good theory, and I am so glad that we could share that today. But, anyways, that is the theory. If you have any questions, comments, or theories that you would like to hear on the podcast, you can definitely send me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. Make sure you leave a review. It's so easy. You just scroll down, tap those five stars, and there you go. That .3 seconds it takes you to do that will help me out more than you could ever know, so that would help me out a bunch. You could also subscribe to never miss another episode posted. If you like Harry Potter theories, this is the perfect podcast for you, so make sure you do that. If you want my ultimate guide to a perfect Harry Potter marathon where I give you my two favorite Easter eggs from every book and movie, you can click the first link in the show notes and sign up for the email list where you will get the perfect, well, the, the ultimate guide to a perfect Harry Potter marathon as well as monthly emails giving you a little behind the scenes glance at the best theories we have had this month. Anyway, thank you for joining me. As always, use this information to your advantage, and I'll see you later.